it is already that time of the year to rank, break down, and discuss the top transfers available on the college football market. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 24th. My name is Trey Scott, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. Just a moment, I'm going to bring in Clint Brewster, 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal analyst who oversees our rankings of transfers. Uh, we did this last year. We've done it a few years in a row now. The operation gets bigger and bigger each season as the transfer portal gets more and more important. Already so far in 2022, we've got about 500 names in the portal. Rankings or ratings, I should say, on a 75 to 100 basis scale of about 200 players. And Clint just unveiled the initial top 25 for the 2022 crop of transfers. What's interesting about how fluid the transfer portal is right now is the guy who's number one, Kingsley Suamatea, offensive tackle from Oregon, who's already committed to BYU. He's going to be knocked off his, his number one perch the moment Eli Ricks officially enters the portal. It's been reported that the star LSU cornerback, who was a five-star in the class of 2020 and was a true freshman standout, a very good player for LSU, it's been reported for over 24 hours now, as I sit here and, and record on Tuesday afternoon, uh, having just talked to Clint, that, that Eli Ricks will enter the portal. So once he does, we'll just bump him to number one, give him a rating, and uh, Kingsley drops down and, and everyone else drops down a line too. So we wanted to get this top 25 out now because the next few weeks you're going to see with teams ending the regular season with coaching changes happening, bang, 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 bang. Who isn't going to be portaling is a better question than who is going to be jumping in. So we wanted to get the 25 out now. We got a few questions. Clint's sleepers, Clint's weak spots, positions that you don't need to offensive line is is a weak spot, but linebacker is a strength. We've got a big name player who everyone's real excited about, who Clint has some questions about. So really good stuff from Clint. Does a great job with these rankings. And that, that 25 is going to grow to, to 50, 75, 100, hopefully stop at 150 uh, very soon. And and the portal is, is about to get hopping. So we wanted to give you a primer on the top 25 transfers so far in 2022. Okay. My guy, Clint Brewster joins us right now. Clint, Transfer Portal, I can't believe it because it feels like we were just talking about the top 150 for 2021. Yeah. And now you've you've got a you've got 25 out for 2022 and the the portal is just going bananas and and we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon and Eli Ricks is probably going to enter at some point in the next few hours and this will be up on Wednesday morning. So it's just it's just crazy and I just be, be, I have some questions to ask you but uh, I just want to know like on a daily basis it's it's been pretty busy, huh? Yeah, I mean, you're just you you're kind of shocked with some of the names that you hear that might enter the portal. You know, uh, each day, it's just you're just like, whoa, uh, this guy's get you know entering the, entering the portal. You know, Everyone, he's a, he's a five star, you know, and it's just like it's just like whoa, but but you know, it's it's like they said, it's it's uh it's like NFL free agency. You know, there's good players everywhere, all across the board. It's it's exciting. Yeah, I think. Just thinking about the headlines on Wednesday after Eli Ricks was reportedly set to enter the transfer portal, Kayshawn Butte tweeted like some cryptic emoji, which could be like calling out Eli Ricks, or it could be the LSU superstar receiver also thinking about entering the portal. And then you've got Bijan Robinson, the Texas star running back, having to confirm that he is returning for his junior season mm-hmm. at Texas instead of transferring. So to your point, yeah, we hear a lot of rumors and uh, it, it's been pretty fun to to have it on paper and, and to start to rank these guys. I'm going to ask you uh, the top player, and I guess you can go two directions here because we don't, it's up, totally up to you, Clint, Ricks or no Ricks, but like at, at the top of your at your top 25, who's the guy? Um, right now it's Kingsley Suamatea. It, it probably would be Eli Ricks if he enters, but tell me a little bit about Suamatea, who's already going to BYU. 
Yeah, he's, uh, you know, obviously he was a, the five star, went to Oregon, um, but he's extremely long limb, you know, well proportioned. He moves really well. You know, he's he's got all of the like the first round qualities that you look for, extremely nimble in his pass sets. You know, he's he doesn't uh, carry a lot of extra weight. You know, he's got that that first round frame that you that you look for, you know, and, and I like everything about him. You know, I, you, you don't, you know, when you look at his game, when you, when you look at him, you don't see, uh, many weaknesses, you know, and, and, um, you just think that, you know, he, he can definitely be a multi-year power five starter and future NFL high draft pick, you know, when you, mm-hmm. when you look at it. So you were a college football quarterback and you transferred. Do, do you judge the guys who transfer midseason now? You know, it all just depends on what the, every situation is different, you know, you know, uh, but it could be a bad thing. You know, it could mean that, hey, they kind of gave up on their team. They couldn't stick it out or it could mean that they weren't treated fairly. They, you know, you know the a coach mistreated them, uh, you know, that every situation is different. So it's it's really hard to to say, you know, this guy gave up or or you know, so it, I, I don't know with, without knowing exactly what went on behind the scenes, you know, it's, it's tough to, to really, to really say, you know, you never know. I know the Sue Matea situation caught Oregon totally off guard and uh, you know what, like he, he's already landed at BYU. I think he had a, uh, you know, close to home situation for him. And I, I saw his you know tweet that he was going there. So, you know, he's, he's from Utah. So I guess I get it. If, Clint, if, if Eli Ricks enters, this is a guy we heard rumors about last year, maybe transferring to Ohio State. Uh, if he enters, well, first of all, that's just LSU devastation. You're going to have to replace Ricks and, and Stingley, who hasn't played much this year at all. But special talent, huh? Yeah, he was my favorite cornerback in the class uh, coming out of, in, in 2020 out of out of uh, California, I believe it was. Um, but I mean, you you look at him, and I mean, just playmaker, you know, big time playmaker. Four interceptions as a as a true freshman in the SEC. You know, he's he's got incredible length, athleticism, instincts. He really excels in man coverage, you know, with with his length. And I just, I love him, you know, as a player, you know, when you look at, uh, like I said, how long he, how long he is, I mean, just his, just how he can, you know, sit back and, and read quarterbacks and, and he just, whoever gets him is getting, you know, a, a first round pick, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. And if we're going to assume that Ohio State rumors from last year could possibly carry over to this season and just making an assumption, the idea of pairing Ricks next year with Denzel Burke, who's been great as a true freshman, I think we could get back to some Ohio State DBU talk. And and yeah, you mentioned first rounder, like they've been looking for their next Jeff Okuda and we're not going to feel too bad for him because it's been two years and a lot of programs go along a much longer time than that mm-hmm. between first round picks back to back. But uh, that could be pretty special. Clint, tell me a guy... And I'm going to give you some credit because last year, like there was nothing to make him rank so highly, but you kept, you just kept talking about Kenneth Walker. So like, yeah, like he wasn't like the top 20 kid for you, but you just also kept talking about him. Who's a guy who you are just in love with this cycle? 
you know, there's a lot of guys that I like, but the one that stands out to me is is uh, Taj Harris, the wide receiver from uh, Syracuse. You know, he his game kind of reminds me of a, a D.D. Westbrook. You know, he's very slender. He can he can, he's got inside outside ability to to uh, line up in the slot or make plays uh, outside the numbers. You know, explosive after the catch. I think he's got some some good separation speed, and and you could you could tell you know all the schools wanted him like it seemed like you know he was the most touted kind of coming out of the uh, of Syracuse you know when he put his name in the transfer portal uh, a lot of elite programs you know uh, wanted him and you know yeah he had a lot of big options you know and and um, you know I think that speaks to the the player that he is I, I really like his his game and um you know, he needs to still continue to get bigger, stronger. Um, but I mean, he's, he's got some, some talent, you know, I, I really like him. Yeah. So he's going to Kentucky and Kentucky's, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly going to lose Wondell Robinson to the NFL. He leads the team right now with 85 receptions. And then their, their second leading receiver, Josh Ali, he's a senior. I don't know his situation. I'm just pulling up the stats right now. So Taj Harris might be walking into a situation where he's, he's at the top target for Kentucky in 2022. So yeah, I mean, that's a guy right now for your point to flag as, as a guy to, to, to a name to start to know. Um, and I think, yeah, we have, where do we have, do we have Harris at fourth? Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up. We have Harris at third overall. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Clint, give me a, give me a big name who some fans, you know, when they enter the portal, the fans might hit their message board saying like, Ooh, do you see that guy entered? Like, we should go get him a big name who you, who you might like, but you, you might have some questions about. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about this guy, you know, Paul, uh, Chio is, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Chio. Yep. Yeah. From Clemson. Paul Chio from Clemson, you know, the, the offensive lineman, very highly ranked coming out of Florida. Um, you know, very easy mover, fluid, uh, gets out of his stance, really smart kid, but, you know, he needs to get bigger, stronger, tougher, play more nasty, you know, really refine his body. Um, so he, he's got a lot of work to do. And I'm just, I, I question it because he, you know, he couldn't really get in the mix there at Clemson um, and their, their offensive line was, was pretty poor. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of questioning is, is he, you know, really as elite as we had him, um, you know, in, in high school coming out of Georgia. So it's a fair question. Like I remember him, he was an all American, our our army, all American high expectations was in the 2020 recruiting class for Clemson, which was big for them in the offensive line cycle. And I mean, O-line's tough. It's a tough position to evaluate. It's a tough position to play. It, it takes a while to break through. Like for instance, the Clemson five-star signing in 2021, Tristan Lee hasn't, hasn't seen the field um, this year, but for Clemson to be so bad offensively on the line the last two years. And for this guy to hardly play, I understand your questions. And I, I maybe I would counter and say, I, everyone thinks Clemson O line coach, the Robbie Caldwell is like going to, going to retire or something like, so maybe, maybe the evaluations haven't been so good, but yeah, like that's, that's a good point. Uh, I remember the Texas message board was getting hot over Paul Chio. And I think someone told like Chris Hummer that he like, hasn't Paul hasn't like improved his, his stance or something. And, and you know, it's been in a few years. So not to, not to dump on Paul, but uh, you know, yeah. just, uh, just, it's a, it's, it's a fact. So we have our top 25. We've also got like 250 players who are rated Clint. Uh, you got a sleeper 
outside the initial top 25 that you like? You know, Sam Brown, he's a receiver that, that um, is transferring out of West Virginia. I, I really liked him. You know, he caught my eye when he entered because I, I liked him coming out of, of Georgia. I mean, he came out of Bloomingdale, Georgia, New Hempstead High School, and he was ranked as a four-star. He's got some really good, you know, he was a 4-4-40. Uh, he was a 37-inch vert. 23-7 long jump. So he, he's, he's got those, um, you know, he's really talented as far as his, his testing numbers. He needs to get better as a route runner. You know, he needs to get more technical. Um, he, he flashed at, at West Virginia. I think he did some good things. You know, he's got good size. He's 6'3", 190. I think he can make some catches downfield you know, and, and outside the numbers, I think he can be good for somebody, you know, I don't know if, if he really goes, you know, maybe, maybe not even a power five guy, but even if he drops down to the group of five level, I think that he could be really, really productive and, and, um, and be good for somebody if he, he continues to really improve his game and, and refine, you know, a lot of, a lot of those areas. Yeah, I see that you gave him an 85, which has him like right on that top 25 cutoff. So that's a very good score. And mm-hmm. it's like in line with some of the other receivers, like a Josh Moore at Texas, um, who has a lot more proven production, but not the measurables. And the, you're, you're rattling off the the athletic traits for Sam Brown. That's it's pretty impressive. And he had some Florida crystal ball predictions too out of high school. So yeah. I, he was a big time, big time kid. All right. I think I have one more question for you. Yeah, this is more of like a just a general, we were talking about this. Any idea like what the what the strongest position group right now is in in the portal based on the the early returns the early numbers? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, there's there's a lot of strong groups, but I, I think the linebacker group maybe stands out to me the most. You know, uh, kind of some high profile guys and uh, and Antonio Doyle from from Texas A and M. You know he can kind of play inside or or the edge, and and um, he was he was really highly ranked uh, coming out of the St. Louis area. One guy that that everybody should know is is Jeff Ken RQ. He came uh, he's entering the portal from Syracuse. Very physically talented, six four two forty. He's a Canadian, you know. So he, he's he's got high, really high upside, and and uh, he can come off the edge too. And he he's he's also you know showed some production at middle linebacker. You know, there's Morvin Joseph from Tennessee. He was a four star coming out of Florida. I think we have him ranked as an 85. So there's some some names in there that are probably you know pretty familiar to a lot of college football fans. Yeah, and there's another like a I'm mentioning Texas guys because I I guess that's just what I do. But Terrence Cooks, who like is a fine player, but he's getting like four uh, transfer crystal ball predictions to Ole Miss. So I mean, you can you can tell like if you know these guys. I'm looking at the list that you have. I mean, we've got guys from Miami, from LSU, from Washington, from South Carolina, Michigan State. Pretty good year. And Clint, I know that any fan listening, there is not one fan out there who hasn't watched a game of their team this season who hasn't thought to themselves, we need more help at offensive line because that's just that's just what most teams need help at. And it's just tough because that's a, that's a hard position to recruit and, and evaluate as we talked about with Paul Chio. And it's just, there's just not that much out there right now. And it feels like the, the good old linemen, you really have to go dig in and, and die for. Like Florida State's got a, a kid from Lamar named Bless Harris who like no one knew about until he you know flipped from UCF to Florida State. So that's just, I'm looking at, at that group and, and maybe I would hazard a guess that, that for now, 
as far as available options with, with Sue and Matei off the board to BYU, it, it could be the weakest bunch so far. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, the offensive line, and, and which is, is bad because every team, you know, needs offensive linemen, you know, everybody, it starts up front, you know, in the trenches, you know, like, like they say, but, uh, and you need five of them. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you need five of them, you know, it's so hard to find a center these days. And, and, um, you know, so it's, it's, it could be, you know, tough for, for, you know, any school looking for some offensive linemen next year. All right, Clint Brewster, we'll, uh, we'll spare you. I'm going to, Next time we have you on, I want to grill you about the, this quarterback class. But let's wait. Let's wait a little bit because I think in the next few weeks we're gonna have some big names that are there. So for now, though, like you know, Miles Brennan's at the top. But let's let's just see what happens. Appreciate you, Brew. Thanks. Okay, appreciate Clint joining us. Follow him on Twitter at ClintBrew247. Clint was a longtime high school scout analyst uh, for us covering the recruiting rankings. And with the portal being such a big need, made the move before the season started after dabbling in the in the portal rankings um, the last year. Clint's done a great job. A lot of content. Does weekly transfer top performers from the previous week. Uh, transfer midseason All-American team and, and lists of guys who could enter the portal too. So make sure you go give him a follow and check out his good work. Our producer, Lance Glenn, produced like 12 episodes in one day this week to, to get us prepared for a Thanksgiving holiday. So thankful for you, Lance. And I know you're thankful that, that the Giants have finally moved on from Jason Garrett, uh, which I see popping on my Twitter timeline right now. I'm Trey Scott. Have a great Wednesday. We will talk to you on Thursday. Yeah, we have a Thanksgiving episode for the next edition of the College Football Daily.